Hello and welcome to Miss Bossy Boots, keeping it real for women in business. My name is Stacey Morgan and I'm the Principal of Port Macquarie Performing Arts and one of my teachers at Port Macquarie Performing Arts is Miss Francesca, an avid listener of Miss Bossy Boots and it's her birthday today. Happy birthday, Miss Francesca. And joining me is Jane Hilston. Jane is the Director of Dragonfly Marketing, nominated for a fabulous industry award, Dragonfly Marketing. <laughs> I was going to be very impressed if you could remember that I off the top oh, of your head. Yeah, I did get a little bit it's into it. It's the Australian Marketing Institute. Wait, wait, wait. Small business, small budget. Small budget. Category. Awards for marketing excellence, small budget category. Is That's this like, a category is, that you've won previously? Oh, Stacey, it may have been what I won last year. I was just <laughs> a little bit stoked, yes. Yes, good for you. That's awesome. Yeah. We're talking today about Brene Brown's favourite topic, vulnerability. Mm. Have you read any of Brene's books? I read that one that you gave to me, Dare Greatly. Yes. Um, Daring Greatly. Daring Greatly. Sorry. Um, but I must say, I only got about halfway through. I find or I found that book quite um, intense in terms of its writing style. It's like yes. reading a thesis and yes. it probably is reading yep. a thesis. Yeah. Um, so it's it's quite high level and I was in Japan at the time and probably needing something a little less. Yes, not the right headspace. High level, yes. Do go back to it though. Mm. Um, I love her work for exactly that reason. If I'm in the right headspace and I'm ready to learn some stuff and have some real big oh, like insight aha moments, yes. Brene's stuff is great. If you don't know anything about Brene Brown, then we highly recommend you jump on her TED Talks. Mm -hmm. Her first TED Talk um, had something like 3.7 million views um, and she talks in her second TED Talk about the thought of, you know, uh, the people in the room hearing what she said and her being very vulnerable in that moment because 500 people were going to hear that she was vulnerable and that she had yes. been vulnerable and, oh, my gosh, that's that was very confronting for her, only to find out that later on, it's got 3.7 million views. views. Because <laughs> it, her first TED Talk was on vulnerability. That's where yes. she, she shot to, to kind of fame, I guess, if yes. you call it that. Yeah. I love her work. I've just read um, It's Not Just Me. You think it's not just me, but it is, something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. That's a fantastic book if you want to have a good insight into yourself and where your thoughts and feelings and the way you react to things comes from. And you'll be very pleased to know, Stace, I listen back-to-back -back, um, soul, Super Soul Conversations with Thank Oprah you. on the way to Bathurst. One of my favourite things. And she interviews Brene Brown, I'm sure. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was yeah, it Oprah was. that interviewed Brene She's Brown. She's got two on there, actually. What did oh, you think? Oh, okay, the, the most recent one. Was, yeah. Um, and, yeah, so she talks a lot about, um, well, I guess everyone who goes on Super Soul Conversations. I didn't realise how spiritual that podcast was going to be. And it is quite not the one with Brene Brown and not so much with everybody, but it's quite religious in mm. some ways. Like I guess spiritual comes with a religion, a religious kind of link well, spirit, or connotation. Yeah. Your spirit is essentially probably tied to a higher level of something, whether yep. that's God or the universe or whatever you prescribe to. I'm not a religious person. I'm open to religious um, kind of uh, mindsets and I'm open to, to, to whatever people want to, to be. I don't prescribe to a religion, but I, I believe that there's a God. Um, it's just I don't prescribe to the way that humans have interpreted that. I think if anything, 
how humans have interpreted God and spirituality has just led to probably more harm than good. So how did you find the podcast then? Because it is it does have that um I really liked it. So say for like the one with Brené Brown it wasn't as there wasn't as many kind of religious uh, links. Yep. Um, but that's because her spirituality and her belief system is linked to the scientific research that she's and, and done. And that's probably where I sit yeah. as a rule is yeah. within the science. So, so much of what she believes is what she has discovered through her work and through her research and through her study. And yes. I find that fascinating. Yes. Um, no, do you know, it's probably the most open I've been to hearing uh, about God and how we as humans tap into that higher level, um, it's probably the most open. It's probably be, been where I've been the most receptive to that. Nice. Um, so I I didn't mind it at all. Like, I, I, But I just was surprised because I didn't realise. I was thinking, Oprah, yep. if anything, this is going to be Hollywood healing, yep. which it wasn't. It, was, it wasn't. It was deeply enlightening, yep. very enriching. Uh, you know, it's one of those podcasts where you're sitting on the edge of the seat. Yes. Yeah. Um, and Brene Brown's. But I think because I listened to so many back-to-back, I kind of, uh, all the messages got yeah. <laughs> blurred. But she was obviously talking about vulnerability and, and how that affects. Uh, and it, and I guess it, it, it kind of references the emotional intelligence quite a bit as well. Yes. In all of the podcasts, it, it does actually refer to that emotional awareness. So the world's kind of just throwing all of that at you at the same time. It's mm. nice. So, yes, that's right. That's right. But she's a very smart lady. And how I th- how I think about vulnerability in regards to what I've um, listened to her speak about and what I've read um, from her and also just from my own um, workings in my business is when I started my business, the thought of being vulnerable in front of my staff or my clients was just like the biggest no-no. Mm. And I think that was a fallover from my life because I guess in my life as well, I at no point would want to let anybody know that I wasn't holding it all together, Mm. that I wasn't being successful. And I say that with my inverted commas, Mm. that I wasn't, you know, absolutely kicking goals every second of every day. Mm. But as I have, you know, we're in the eighth year of the business now and I've learned that there is nothing, there is nothing more helpful to the staff um, than to be able to say, actually, I don't know what the best decision is here. How about we brainstorm it together? How about we work it out together? How about we collaborate um, just because of the way that that enables them to relate to me so much more easily. It enables them to have buy-in to decisions that we're making and direction for the business and strategy. And that's not not at all something I would have done in the no. early days of the business. In the early days, I would like just write the memo. This is what we're doing. Mm. Here we go. So my recent experience with that, as you know, I'm doing this emotional intelligence course yep. and or program. And um, it came up in the last session around the feelings of, um, oh, the, the question was, you know, describe appropriate and effective and ineffective ways of um, handling your emotions in a conversation mm-hmm. and um, or handling a conversation with, with emotions. And the first thing I put on my list, on the ineffective list, was crying. And then, you know, it was things like folding your arm, you know, being yep. distracted, um, talking over the top of someone, you know, all of the things that actually are ineffective. Anyway, yep. I didn't even think anything of crying. Yeah. And, you know, we went through all the ineffectives as a group and we went through all the effectives. And, and Please tell me you put your hand up. Well, Susan kind of, who, <laughs> who runs the program, um, Susan said, um, just wanted to circle crying 
crying is just an emotion. It's not necessarily an ineffective way of, you know, expressing a, a, an emotion. Like crying is just an emotion. It's it, it you you should be allowed to cry. And I was like, are you serious? Yeah. There there is no way I would cry in front of anyone. And I fe- I find it highly inappropriate if I'm in a professional conversation and someone starts crying. That is not the way to deal with this situation. And, what and the whole Susan room is just like <laughs> looking at me going, and they said, so do you cry in front of people? I said, no. And they said, what about in front of your kids? And I was like, nah. And they said, what about in the movie? I was like, nah. I said, I cry, but I don't let anybody see that. Interesting. So complete lack of, and, and, and even in terms of my business journey, and I've read so much from Brene Brown and okay, oh, okay, right, you, you need to be vulnerable sometimes. Yeah. When I push myself to show my vulnerability, it hurts. It hurts and I have to really force it. Yeah. And I've written some posts, some some blog posts where I do express my vulnerability and I have, you know, my, my well, it must be my mind saying, this is wrong. You should be not, you shouldn't be doing this. Imagine what everybody's going to think. Mm. You know, you, you know, people are going to think that you're da, 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 da. Yep. And I know, and my gut's going, press the button, publish it. And then my mind starts going, oh, my God, what are you doing? You know, rah, 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 rah. It's a real struggle for wow. me to be vulnerable. But I tell you what, when you are vulnerable, the response that you get from people is overwhelming. And not that you're after the, oh, you know, thank you. You know, you're not after the praise and you're not after the comfort. I certainly am not. In yeah. fact, I don't want that. I don't I, I don't feel comfortable with that. Yeah. Um. But it's just that that openness of conversation that you discover um, in terms of when I show you that I'm a real person and that sometimes I'm not strong or I'm not, I'm not this, okay. yep. you turn around and show me that you're not, you know, and all of these things that we've thought about each other, we realise that, oh, they're just like me. Yeah. So I can imagine in the case of your staff... You know, when you do show that vulnerability, it takes away that us and them kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. That, oh, well, Stace is up here. Well, we won't engage her on that because she's, you know, whereas yeah. this kind of brings you down to their level to go, well, she's a person just like us. Yeah. She needs our support just like we need her support. Yep. As opposed to thinking, oh, Stace is all right. She's got it all under control. Yeah. She doesn't need anyone asking her how it is. Does she? <laughs> but yeah. it does. It goes, oh, that's right. She's a human too. Yeah. yeah. And, and that would probably work in a client relationship as well. Well, it's funny you say clients because my clients are, are mothers yep. essentially and fathers because I teach children. So it's always going to be a family dynamic that I'm involved with. And when I started the school, I didn't have children of my own. So for the first three years of the business, I was just... Miss Stacy, yep. teaching classes and thought that I really understood my clients. Really, really thought I was, you yeah, know, all feeling the pulse. Yeah, yep. not at all. Then I had a baby. Oh my gosh! And mm. did it change not only the way that I decided to run my business in that I could, like, I'd no longer schedule classes for five-year-olds at six p.m. Like, yes. What on earth was I thinking? Yes. Not that I did a lot of it, but it was just never a consideration. I was like, yeah. if they want to come to the class and it's going to be at six and they can Make just turn, yeah, turn yep. up. Yeah, right. Um, but also the way that I now relate to my clientele because I feel like 
in having a baby and sharing that common experience, we have so much more to relate to each other about other than just I teach your child. Mm. So yes, I do still teach your child, but you've also got a little one that's the same age as Lucinda and we're doing pick up and drop off at daycare at the same time and and therefore building those relationships um, that I have with my clientele is when I do need to talk to them about something that could be a little bit more sensitive, it's so much easier because I'm more of a real person. Does that make sense? It does. And um, sorry to keep going back to this um, program, the Emotional Intelligence (laughs) Program. However, this is exactly what we spoke about in terms of when we go to work, if we look at the two different people that we are, we are ourself, which Mm -hmm. is our person, which is you as a mum who has Lucinda, who gets what it's like to be a mum and run a business and be a friend and da 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 And then there's you as Miss Stacy, which is your role. Yeah. So as your role, you are in charge of running a school, in charge of making sure the dance curriculum is up to scratch, in charge of making sure the prices, you know, making sure your staff are happy, making sure the work health and safety is ticked. Yeah. People don't engage with Miss Stacy. No. Your clients, your customers don't engage with Miss Stacy the role. No. There's a mixture of Miss Stacy the role who has to be at least, you know, in some way or, or form a, 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 a structure. There has to be some sort of structure around what Miss Stacy represents. Yes. But it's that self, that who Miss Stacy is as a person yeah. that builds relationships with staff and customers. That I would never have shared before. No. Because it was always important that I was on and that I was Miss Stacy and that I was, you know, thinking about the dance curriculum, whether I was at work or whether I was shopping in Coles. Yes. I was always, if I saw a client, on Miss Stacy. But now Miss Stacy often, very often, goes to work with vomit on her shoulder. Yeah. And Miss Stacy's okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> because any of the clientele that come in to bring their child to me know exactly what it's like to be walking around all day with vomit on your shoulder and having no idea. And before they <laughs> perhaps, you know, for example, might start whinging about, oh, you know, um, there's no toilet paper in the paper, you know, yeah. how, how dare there be no toilet paper in your in your toilet, yeah. they might just look at you and go, do you know what, is that the biggest concern that we have today? You know, Stace is here, she's running a school, she's got vomit over her shoulder, she's, you know, yeah. I can probably go and find some toilet paper and fill that up myself. Absolutely. <laughs> Exactly. Do you know where I said that I don't share it is I said, as a female, I feel like I have to keep my sense of self completely guarded around males. Oh, because yes, I'm so worried about that judgment in terms of if I start saying I've got kids and if I start saying, you know, um, well, it gets really, it really comes down to I'm a female with kids. What yeah. else do I have to say before yeah. all the speculation comes out around, oh, you're well, so your occupation must be your kind of second fiddle. It's your side hack or yeah. your mind won't be on the job after the hours of 3 p.m. Or if your child's sick, you're going to take that, you know, you're as opposed to come to my work. meeting. Yeah. You know, all of these subconscious biases that I would say would be happening. Now, that's not to say that everyone does. They don't. That's me kind of assuming that that's the case. But that was that's my sensibility. That's my kind of guarded behaviour is, yes. is, is being a female around men. Whereas with another female, depending, because depending, sometimes yes. actually females are worse than men, mm-hmm. believe it or not, and I'm sure we've all had an experience of, of a female who's probably been a little bit more prejudiced towards us yeah. for whatever reasons. Um but even still, you know, you will you will judge that scenario and it'll be quite a while before I will even admit 
that yeah. I have children and I will always say I've, I've just got to be in a meeting at three o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> Not I've got to go and get the kids. Your meeting is in your vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's a meeting with a 13 and an 11 and an eight-year-old. Yes. Yeah. And just as important. Yeah. It's interesting what you said about um, being guarded in front of females. Imagine how much more we could conquer and how much more we could get done if we allowed each other to be vulnerable women to each other and and shared the bad stuff as well as the good stuff Mm. um and you do with your close friends but for your clientele really um at least I didn't in the early days but I'm now more than happy to share that I had a terrible night's sleep because you know Henry got up three times or or whatever it is that's going on in my mum world with my clients in my work world Mm. because I feel like that gives them permission as well to to share and open up and then that helps form relationship. And I think that's the word that you've just used. It's It, it gives others permission. Mm. So when you're in a conversation and you can see that someone's upholding maybe a facade that perhaps you can kind of feel that's not quite accurate, yeah. revealing a vulnerability of yourself is the act of giving that permission to go, do you know what, you don't have to be that person for yeah. me because I'm not going to judge you. Yeah. I come to this conversation with complete open mind and non-judgment non yeah. to be able to just talk as individuals. You know, we don't have to be someone else in this conversation. Yeah. And as soon as people feel safe in that space, they do exactly that. They get, they have, feel like they've got that permission to, to share, yeah. which is very powerful. Yeah. And why don't we do that more often? Exactly. And not only doing it in our workplaces, but doing it with our friends and family as well. I think there's a lot of family relationships that don't don't flourish because, again, you're trying to what's oh. what's the word? The Joneses keeping up with the Joneses. Keep, yes. There's a lot of you know in grown up adult land. There's a lot of. Well, oh, I've gosh, achieved this, yes, you've so achieved this, absolutely. and my kids are doing this, and your kids aren't even doing You, I you think know what I mean? Mothers like, can be the worst. The worst. The worst in yeah. terms of, oh, my child's doing this, and my child's doing that, my child gifted, blah, you know, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And fabulous if, if they are, but when you only hear the good news, you know, oh, my child's gifted, and they're this, and they're that, and they're this, it makes people feel insignificant and, and in comparison. Yeah. And um, that's, I think, you know, where we talk about sometimes the negative effect of social media is that what people are doing. That's what people are doing in an amplified nature. So, you know, just telling the good stories. Yeah. Which in a way, again, is that our mindset? Like you want to celebrate those good stories. You do want to celebrate those good stories. But then there's a false story of... Only good things happen to that family. Yeah. They only ever go overseas. They only ever have awards. They only ever have sporting highlights or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, they don't seem to ever any ever do anything that the average person does. Yeah. Or ever have any kind of downs. And then of course, when someone does share a downer on Facebook, you know, everyone's like, Oh, do they have to? Yeah. You know, I'm just on Facebook for to catch up with friends and family. I don't, don't want to hear about, about that. Yes. Yeah. So perhaps Facebook is not Facebook is somewhere where I think you would have to be careful with your vulnerabilities. Mm. They would yep. have to be carefully crafted, I believe. Yeah. Because I think the last thing you would want to do trolls. Yeah, and 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 
and create, you know, the written word can be really, really easily misconstrued. Mm. And in fact, I was giving a social media acceleration program today and I was talking about the use of emojis. Yeah. And I said, I use them quite prolifically because the tone of a sentence used anywhere in its written form can be misconstrued yep. into into the context. Add a little emoji with the sunglasses yep. and all of a sudden it's lighthearted. You happy know, days. Happy days. Yeah. You know, add the, the laughter coming out of the eyes and it's, oh, she's laughing while she's writing this. Okay, this is, yeah. oh, she's not cranky or, oh, you know what I mean? I can't. I, I do know exactly what you mean, but I can't believe that we have this conversation now. And even a year ago on Miss Posse Boots, we wouldn't have been having this conversation, don't you think? Possibly not, because we would have been very aware of how we were positioning ourselves. But remember, we started off Miss Bossy Boots on that line of, oh, let's go and inspire. Let's go and inspire women in business because we can, you know, yeah, yeah. we'll lift them up and inspire them with all our wonderful learnings and of insight how great and, we are how and how great nothing we are. ever goes right. Like, and it nothing was, ever goes wrong. That's yeah. right. It was six months in where yeah, we like, would get to Miss Bossy and we would get to recording and we'd, you know, for half an hour go, oh my goodness, and this happened and this happened and this happened. But then we'd, you know, turn the frown upside down and get on the microphone and, oh, and this is one, you know, this is what we do in this situation. No, Aren't we let's, fabulous? Yeah. <laughs> Let's reverse that. That's not helpful. No. That's not helpful. Yeah. So I hadn't thought about it at the beginning of our conversation, but I guess, Miss Bossy Boots, in keeping it real for women in business, we are being vulnerable every fortnight. I think we are. Nice. I, I do think, I think, I really do think we are. Yes. So encouraging you to think about where you can be vulnerable in your relationships and in your life and in the fact that it's okay, we want to hear about it, whether you're having a good day or whether you're having a bad. I'd love to see some photos of people walking around with vomit on their shoulders as well. <laughs> Just putting that out there. And, of course, we are on Instagram now. Yay! Yes, we are. And uh, having a great time on, on Instagram. We're getting a lot of um, engagement and feedback and um, actually more so than we, we do on Facebook a lot of the time. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'd love to. We'd love to connect with you or come and follow us. We're at Miss Bossy Boots Podcast, and of course, you can still find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Miss Bossy Boots Podcast. It's Fabulous. all very consistent for you all. Yes, thank you, and that's all your expertise. Oh. Go you. <laughs> We'll go off to our fabulous day now. Oh, that's exactly right. Our not so fabulous afternoon. I was going to say, go and <laughs> go, go and sort out the mud fight, which is Friday afternoon. <laughs> Enjoy. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye.